What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to Ask Pat 2.0, episode 1057. Ask Pat 2.0 is a podcast where you get to listen in on an actual coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're going to be talking with Stacy from SideHustleTeachers.com or Side-Hustle-Teachers.com. And I love what she's doing because, as she says, being a teacher doesn't mean you have to be broke. She helps teachers create additional income through side hustles. And she's doing some fun things, fun, exciting new things that we're going to be talking about today that she needed a little bit of help sort of just understanding how it was going to all work, how the launches were going to happen, and all that good stuff. Cool. Let's do this. Let's talk to Stacy from Side Hustle Teachers. Here she is. Hey, Stacy, Welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Pat. I'm really excited to dig in. Yeah, let's let's talk about you and what you do. So how about you uh, just share with us for a couple minutes what uh, what that is exactly? Um, well, I, I wear a number of hats. Um, I'm a full-time teacher primarily, but I also have a blog and I recently started coaching other teachers on how to start a side hustle um, to give them some options for, you know, a little bit more financial security and, you know, teaching for 40 years is a really long time. So (laughs) having options is a good thing. That's really great. How long have you been uh, helping other teachers for? Uh, I just niched down to teachers um, this year. I've been working with moms a lot for Mm -hmm. the last year. um, And now I just started working with teachers um, primarily last fall. Oh, interesting. Tell me a little bit about why the niching down, like where did that come from? Um, I had an idea for a group program. Um, it's actually the one we're going to talk about today, Side Hustle Summer Camp. And I had it last spring and it just came about in my head too late to actually put it into action for last summer. Mm -hmm. So I kind of put it aside and it just kept calling me back and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I finally decided, all right, this is this is something I have to pursue. And I need to narrow my focus to to help just teachers um, so that I can really make that a reality for myself and for them. I think that's a fantastic move just personally. I, uh, You having that experience as a teacher as well, you already have connections to people that you can help and um, a lot more clout as a teacher speaking to other teachers and I I think that's really smart and what I also think think is cool is that you're listening to your gut here I think a lot of entrepreneurs need to do that a little bit more because sometimes we kind of get dissuaded by other people and other people's examples (laughs) and we're like oh I need to start this and then start that but like here you are listening to really what's calling to you so tell me about this program and then like let's let's talk about it yeah, so I found that a lot of the teachers I were talking to, they were really interested in having a side hustle and starting a business because um, I'm sure you know so many teachers have second jobs just to make ends meet, yeah, but yeah. having another boss is not ideal. So yeah. a lot of people would rather work for themselves. They'd rather set their own hours. So they kept asking me, how did I make this work? How could I work the time out and all those other things? And so it really started to sort of form in my head that one of the things that people need to get over is that first initial, like, how do I even get started? And 
and, you know, some of the mindset blocks that come along with, well, I'm just a teacher um, and all those other things. So I started to sort of put together this idea in my head of helping teachers set up like the back end of their business, like figure out, do I need a website? Do I want to go with like a, a WordPress? Do I want to start a blog? Do I want to start a podcast? And thinking through all of those questions that you need to go through before you really jump in. Um, and giving them a safe place to do that with people who get it and understand the time pressures of being a teacher. And, you know, also having gone through that myself a few times <laughs> with yeah. various businesses, um, you know, I can, I can come from a place of experience. So this idea of, of using the summer vacation to get that back end work done really started to to form in my head about, oh, that would be a fantastic time for teachers to really dig into something, take a break from the school year and take a break from thinking about teaching all the time and really focus on something they're passionate about. It might be education related, but it might, might not be. Have you spoken to anybody else about this yet? Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I um, have a group on Facebook now. Um, called Side Hustle Teachers. And one of the first things I ask people to do is fill out a really short survey. And the last question is, do you mind if I give you a call? Um, so that I can actually talk to people about what their struggles are. Mm, um, a lot of people haven't started yet. So they're, you know, they're thinking about it. And my freebie is related to different side hustles teachers can do. So that's another good starting point. So I'm getting out there and I'm in a couple of teachers groups. And when I see people really struggling with that, I don't know if I can do this for 40 years question. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is very well thought out. I think that the summertime obviously is kind of the only time that this would be able to happen, uh, which yeah. is great. I also, um, in my eyes, especially when you said like, oh, I'm just a teacher. Like to me, that's like a superpower that not everybody has. So let's flip the switch and you're giving them that ability to use that superpower in different ways now, which is amazing. So, so where, where, like what's on your mind with this? What is, what, what can I help you with related to this? Cause it sounds like you've got things like figured out in your head. I'd love to know, uh, what, what I can help you, uh, figure out. Yeah. Well, the biggest question I have is that I know you know, I'm laying out the program. I'm talking to people about what exactly they want in the program. Awesome. Awesome. But with the American school system, we're not all on the same time schedule. Mm -hmm. So what we find or what I'm finding is that some teachers, I was actually looking it up um, today, and some teachers go back to school as early as mid-July. And, and then there's teachers like myself in the north we didn't get out of school until June 29th last year. So, you know, it's a varied schedule. So what I want to do in order to honor that schedule is I want to have a staggered start date so that teachers who get out of school generally in the South um, get out in, you know, mid to late May, they can start in June and they can use their summer months to do the program. And then teachers who don't get out of school until mid to late June, don't have to worry about starting this program, which is going to be fairly intense um, while they're trying to do finals and grades and all the other end of the year stuff that comes with being a teacher. So I'm, I'm struggling with how to launch a single program with multiple start dates that are about a month apart. Great. What um, I have some thoughts on how to do this. Uh, some other questions related to this. Um, what systems are you using for, if you've decided this already, like actually collecting payments and setting up 
you know, the, the sort of back end of this program itself? Uh, well, I run through Thinkific. So all the payments would go through Thinkific and Stripe. Um, so that whole thing would be taken care of. It's just a matter of dates and sure. managing that whole thing. Because I really don't want to launch to my audience twice in two months. Right. Um, especially the same product. Right, right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm considering a single landing page mm-hmm. with all three start dates on them. You buy the program okay. now and you can choose which start date there is. Um, it okay. would be preferable if you had like group one, they mm-hmm. start and finish. And then soon after that, group two then starts and finishes and then group three. And that way you don't even have to worry about marketing this thing during that time, which often, and this is like where I'm at. I, I have courses where, I have students going through now, and I'm also marketing it to new students, which is a lot. Like, I wish I could just focus on the students and then later focus on the marketing, which I know some people can do. But right. your schedule seems to be perfect for that. So this is like marketing season now, which is why it's smart you're having these conversations. Like, how should I launch this? And let's get it up and let's get it in, on their calendars and let's get them in the program and get them excited about it so that when it's time for them to start, they can start. So I would actually say just, um, just to like – the question I always ask myself is if – and I got this from Tim Ferriss. If this were easy, what would it look like, right? <laughs> like let's stop trying to overcomplicate everything, and I'm not speaking specifically to you. I'm just speaking to all of us entrepreneurs, myself included. So mm-hmm. why couldn't you just say get in the program. Here are the three start, start dates for the summer. You can choose the one that best fits your schedule and come in when you're ready. And they get to choose and they okay. have to, you know, you, maybe you do a little bit of like, all right, guys, like uh, the June session is starting on, you know, June 10th. If you want to be a part of this first group, uh, this is the time to get in and, you know, be a part of that. Um, maybe part of the benefit is also that they would have access to, if they wanted to, all three groups because it's essentially just going to be the same. I don't know if that would mean there's any additional work for you or maybe it does mean that they do, you know, because I like – the management of three different groups in one course and like separating the students of, of that, like how do you tag them? How do you like give them access to it, but not access to it? Like that to me is confusing, which is perhaps where this right. question is stemming from. What if you just said you get access to the course and we're going to start with a group of students in June and we're going to go through the, the month's worth of content and then you'll, you'll be done. And you can start in July. We're going to go through a month's worth of content. And you'll be done, and then we're going to go in August, and you can, you know, whichever. So that way, it's just okay. all set up, and people have actually more options. And it's just, it's just to me, that's a little bit easier. How did? Am I missing anything there, or it, how does that feel to you? Yeah, I'm just concerned because it's a very, it's not so much a course as a group coaching program. So it's very hands on for me. So you know, my plan was to have one launch um, June third which is right after the Southern schools sort of get out. Okay. And analyzing with Southern, but that's okay. Um, and then have another one that would start July 1st for the Northern. And also because teachers are generally overachievers, I'm also offering a local version of this through mm. my Parks and Rec um, <laughs> for teachers who are local to the area. Cool. I, I like um, the idea of testing a live one because then – you know, what if this becomes something that you or even people you hire do, you know, elsewhere? 
so that's really cool. Okay, so I I understand. So it's it's going to be yeah. group and coaching. It's an, it so, is an eight week course an or eight, an eight week program. Got it. Okay, so eight weeks. You don't want to give like it would make sense to separate them, and okay. to have like in your eyes it would it would make sense to have like the group of students who are in for June, and you mm-hmm. just know that whenever they come on that call like you know that that's that group of students. It's like never mixed up, right? In your eyes, right. that would be easier to manage if the system was in place, right? Yeah, I think so. Just for the fact that um, they're going to be working on different content mm-hmm. than the group that starts a month later because they're going to be digging into the you know the initial things while this other group is a month ahead. Gotcha. Okay, so if this was a more automated thing where it was less of you involved, then I would say the mm-hmm. first idea was would probably be the best because there's just less moving systems. Right. In this case, what you could do is you could actually create – three versions of the Thinkific course mm-hmm. and one is the June one, one is the July one and one is the August one. They each run for eight weeks and there will be a moment at the second half of the first one when like the new students are coming into the second one, right? Mm-hmm. But that yep. way they're each managed as court, as students of that particular course based on that particular group. Um, okay. And it does add a, like just a, a tiny bit extra like work in terms of just setting that up. But mm-hmm. I think in time that's going to be much easier to manage because if you wanted to send an email to all the August ones, like you could just send them the email right through, through right. Thinkific or if they're tagged in uh, your email as such. Um, the sale of that would be the most interesting question. So how do you yes. do that? So I would say <laughs> it would be a landing page mm-hmm. outside of Thinkific, perhaps on your website even, that says yep. here are the dates and the the sessions. Uh, you have your June eight week one, you have your July eight week one, and your August eight week one. Underneath each of those is a button that then links to the sale of that particular session. So it actually gotcha. starts outside of Thinkific. Um, and I know Thinkific does have its own sales page builders and, and things like that. Um, but just like you being able to help people understand like what is available to them and then have them go, yes, I'm interested in that and then set them on that path into that course that, that that's for that time mm-hmm. that I think would solve all the problems. Okay. Now, as far as launching goes, when it comes to like, I was thinking of like a 10 day cart open cart close. Would it make sense to do that sort of system before the first session? And then, Maybe even do like a, you know, a surprise open cart for like one day before the second session opens or should just let sleeping dogs lie. (laughs) (laughs) I I like the idea of having like a launch period because that's Mm going to give people like a sense of urgency and like, oh, I have have to make a decision. Like I really want to do this and that's good for you because then you can put in all your marketing efforts during that time and actually like have sanity outside of that time. Right. As opposed to just always open. Right. So I uh, personally, I think it would make sense to launch the the, uh, the the what is it camp or summit or whatever you end up calling it. Yeah. Side hustle summer camp. <laughs> Side hustle summer camp is now open for 10 days. Mm-hmm. Choose the time that best works for you. This is like a world launch for you for any of the times that make sense. And there is only. Um, you know, that much time to, to, to get in. Um, and then it closes and then you should have those three sessions sort of like filled up with your early bird 
you know, ticket holders or however you want to call it, your early bird, uh, you know, campers. Um, and then if you need to, you can open it up again later and you can increase the price even because now it's a little bit closer to the date of the event, even though it's just a group coaching thing. So um, you'll you'll have control and options during that point to reopen it if you if you'd like. So you can call this the early bird launch, like the first one. Okay. People get in there and they get in early at the lowest price, and um, they get to be first come to that particular you know group, and they get to again choose between one, two, or three, and then they all close, and then they all open again, and then they all close. That way you don't have to worry about the staggering of you know before the second. Like to me, one. And two and three are completely separate. Those are completely separate people, right? Because they're from completely separate time zones and time uh, in areas of the country. So to me, you just – this is the program, and we're doing you a favor by making it accessible to everybody no matter what kind of uh, schedule you have. And then okay. it closes, and then it opens and closes. Okay. So do you have any suggestions on how to then – keep the people who purchase in May, but they're not going to start the course until July engaged. Great question. So a couple things for, especially the later group who is going to have to wait a few months. Um, it would be, so first of all, you're doing them a benefit by launching it earlier because now they can plan for it. So that's number one. You're, you, you actually are doing them a, a favor by letting them know about it earlier. So that's number one. Number two, you have the ability to, even while some of the other sessions are going on or even before summer starts, like getting them excited about it, uh, sharing even some of the wins and success stories that your June students have had to, 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 to them. Like mm-hmm. um, just I would have in a calendar every couple weeks an email that you can write that just gives them an update on how things are going. And that way it's just you know that they're being talked to over time. And I would say you set that expectation up front. Um, starting in starting in May, I will be sending you an email every other week to keep you posted and get you excited and give you some even early materials that you can think about so that you come better prepared. And then actually the August group is probably going to get the most excited because you're going to talk a little bit about so what some of the June group is doing, you know, and yeah, that will probably fire them up even more. Yeah, I actually wasn't planning on doing an August group, but now you're making me think I want to. Oh, or, or maybe July. <laughs> I don't know. That's up to you. That's you, you know the schedule of teachers better than I do. So, um, but I love what I love what you're doing. I think it's so important. I think teachers are completely underserved and underpaid, and I love that there are people like you out there serving that community, um, and so here to help. And I think this is going to be a great thing that they can do to create some side income um, for their life. And I think that's fantastic. Uh, what what else? What else is going on? Um, you know, it's just one of those things, and this is where where other teachers get tripped up as well. Is that you know we don't have any business training, and this is one of the sort of mental talk we do to ourselves. And I actually find myself doing it now, going into a launch. Um, what are some of the things that? I need to remember as I'm going forward into this launch. I'm starting a podcast. Um, a seasonal podcast. So, um, that will start in February and it will go through the launch and then it will close. Um, and then, you know, I'm just sort of working on growing the Facebook group, um, and my email list. And so what are some other things that I can do to help, um, get more people aware of this program? Cause there aren't a lot of, 
um, groups where teachers, teachers who are looking for side hustles kind of hang out. Right. So I'm in teacher groups and I'm in business groups and I'm sort of like the only overlap there is really. That's kind of cool. You're kind of in uncharted territory. Um, <laughs> so with the podcast, I like the idea of the podcast. Having it seasonal is great because you are controlling your time in that way. Um, definitely have it through the launch. And even when it closes, have a URL that even after the launch closes that people can go to to put in their email for a wait list. Like you have to have that because yes. people are going to hear those episodes and even hear about the launch after the launch is over because podcasts are evergreen. You need to collect those interested parties and even mention like, you know, we'll let you know when the, la- when the next launch is coming. And then you get to do, you get to, you know, build that interest um, even between uh, years, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, I would look for, if you haven't already, other influencers, because the podcast is a great asset to have for connecting with other influencers. It's a mm-hmm. great relationship building tool. So if there so happens to be other uh, people out there who are serving the teacher space, whether they teach entrepreneurship or not, mm-hmm. if they just help teachers, you can go to them, invite, invite them on the show, and, and, and work with them in some way or you know collect some information from them. That would be helpful for your audience, but... What usually happens is a relationship is built there, and when they start to hear about the kinds of things that you are also doing for your teachers, then they might be interested in sharing you with them as well. Um, On the flip side of that, you don't even necessarily have to have them on your show. If they have a podcast already, you should be be being on their show because (laughs) you have the superpower of teaching other teachers how to build a side hustle, and you can give them a taste and really teach them of, of what that's like as a guest on another person's show. So that would be a cool marketing effort that would then lead people to not necessarily even the camp, although you could potentially mention that, but mm-hmm. just you and your brand and your podcast where then they start to hear some of these other uh, efforts that you have going on on top of that. Um, the Facebook group, I think, is a great place to let people know about the podcast and the upcoming dates. I think the po- the Facebook group is likely highly engaged and, and they're, they're they like, are like on the upper tier of like interest of this. Um, those are going to be very important people who are going to be sort of like your launch heroes. Um, I would say that uh, they could really help support this idea, and you can even go to them to ask questions to help build the thing in the way they want um, because then you are essentially seeding the idea that this thing is coming even before it happens, and they are part of it. And when they become part of it and, and, and they're involved in it, they're going to be interested in it a little bit more. Um, so that would be great. And then the other the other avenue that I'm thinking about is I know there's this website called Teachers Pay Teachers. Mm-hmm. And I know that they sometimes run ads on their sites or there are people who, you know, sell things to teachers there. This could be a great relationship with that group of people um, because I'm sure you're all serving the same purpose to help teachers get the payments they deserve and, and the money they deserve for the amazing things they do. So there could be there could be some interesting like organic relationships there. Uh, mm-hmm. with with sort of leaders in in that space but also like ads uh, in in that uh, like banner ads and other things like that there too could be really interesting as well excellent yeah and the only other thing i was thinking about is because this is a course for beginners um and i figured i would sort of posit this question to you because you're big into affiliate marketing is that one of the things i was thinking about at the end of the course is to sort of offer next steps as affiliate offers. Um, you know, for example, one of the podcast guests that I have is a 
someone who gets um, teachers certified in Google Classroom and and become a Google certified educator. So if that's the route that someone wants to go, mm-hmm. then they can go that way or to, you know, maybe one of your courses or Dana Malstaff's courses or anything like that um, yeah. going forward. Um, and I'm just sort of trying to sort of talk myself out of creating another course on top of a course. Um, yeah, you, you, know, you should be doing one thing at a time. Just, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're right. There are many other things that your students would be able to get access to that would be helpful. And I think that's the main approach. As long as you know this is helping to serve them, then there's no that you're, there shouldn't be any reluctance to share these other offerings. Um, the other part about this is 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 just be completely upfront up and transparent about the idea that you know you are an affiliate that this isn't mm-hmm. done to make more money from people, but these are actually genuinely super helpful things that can help them. Even give them over the top information about this. So this Google certification thing, in addition to clicking here to get access to that course, like you have also a handout for how to use that certification in a person's life as a teacher, you know, just to kind right. of show that you are, you know, you're here to help. And, and, and those things only need to be built once. And it's just a additional lesson at the end of your Thinkific course. And um, then it's just kind of on auto, autopilot. Then your goal is to just get more students and get them through <laughs> the eight weeks. And then as a bonus for doing that, you actually get more money from people who are, going through these referrals who they're more likely to do that because you've just taught them some amazing things. Um, so I think it's, I think it's really smart. Oh, okay. I'm so glad to like it. Sometimes it's just really good to hear someone affirm the thoughts right. that are in your head. Right. And down the road, maybe there's an opportunity for you and you get some time back to create that 201 course. You know, this is the 101. Let's do the 201. Maybe it's a specialized thing. You find that your teachers are all, happen to be going into a coaching sort of thing, right? Versus mm-hmm. building something like that's more software or online course. They're all they're all seemingly going to be coaches because that's their superpower. They love teaching. So mm-hmm. you have a level two course for people who take these back-end skills and then turn it into a coaching program. And now there's like, I'm just thinking way ahead, but you know, like it might go yeah. down that route. I would just listen yeah, to Yeah, I really like that idea actually. Yeah. Now I have to make sure I put it yep. in the put that away. later <laughs> for later list. <laughs> put it in the put it in the, the, the twenty twenty plan, right? Your twenty nineteen yep. plan is all about the launch and filling in the seats in this in this group coaching thing that you're doing. Yes. Yeah, Excellent. you're gonna rock it. Yes. Awesome. Well, so, thank you so much. I feel like I could ask questions all day, but no, you're great. This was a great yeah. episode and we're, we're almost at a half hour. So before we finish up, I want to make sure people and I'm sure listeners here, maybe some of them are teachers or no teachers who'd be interested. Where should they go to find more info about you and what you're up to? Uh, my general website is just side-hustle-teachers.com. Um, or if you just want to go to the summer camp page, it's just sidehustlesummercamp.com. I love that. Um, branding, and that will take way. you to the landing page. Side Hustle this- Summer Camp sounds so cool. It rolls off the tongue really nicely. Yeah, that that came to me at 5 a.m. when I woke up one morning for school. And I was like, ooh, summer camp. Yeah. So Makes it sound fun, yeah. too, actually. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of work, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then on Facebook, my group is called Side Hustle Teachers, as will the podcast be. Perfect. Hey, well, great job. Congratulations on everything you've done thus far. And I'm looking forward to, uh, can we connect with you again in the future and invite you back on to talk about how the uh, sessions went, maybe? Yeah, I would love to. That'd be great. Cool. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, Pat. All right. I hope you enjoyed that coaching call with Stacy. You can find her and her website again in her coaching program and in, in the summer group at side-hustle-teachers.com.
com. I'm really looking forward to uh, speaking with her to see how it all went because I'll know exactly when to, get to reach back out to her after summer and we can talk about how things went and um, wishing her all the best. So thank you all so much for listening and I appreciate you. And by the way, if you want to get coached just like Stacy today, you can. There's an opportunity for you if you go to askpat.com. There's an application button on that page. You fill out that application. I can't possibly select everybody who applies, but I select the most interesting uh, people and the most interesting stories to bring on the show, and I want to help you out. And what's great is not only will I help you out, you'll get to help the tens of thousands of people who listen to the show as well, and that is what is the best part of this show. I love it. It's it's. I live for it. It's awesome, and I want to just thank you so much. If you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please do so. Just hit that subscribe button and come back next time because we got a lot of great and even more entrepreneurs to help just like you. So Team Flynn, you're amazing. Thanks so much. Team Flynn for the win. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now you might've noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.